Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. This episode is a little bit different. Normally I'm interviewing people, asking them questions, but today I figured I would reflect on some of the lessons that I've learned over the past year. It's been over 100 episodes and I'm really grateful if you've tuned in for one of them. But in this episode, I want to give a highlight reel or some of the most important concepts that I want to stick with me and that have impacted my life in some way or that I just want to put back into the ecosystem. And so if that is your jam, come and join me for this episode. This episode is brought to you by My First Million. My First Million is the podcast that I listen to whenever I want to learn more about entrepreneurship, business, technology, and Sam and Sean do a tremendous job. I just listened to their episode about their end of the year review, and they have a great award show called The Millies, and I highly recommend checking that out if you're in the the 2022 reflection mode because that was a great entertaining episode with Sam, Sean, and Andrew Wilkinson. So check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get right into the lessons. And the first lesson is, what is the thing that you keep coming back to? What is the thing that you can't not do? And that's kind of what I found with this podcast is I am unable to not do it. I am unable to stop doing it. And when I stop doing it, I actually feel upset and it it hurts my soul in some way. And it's like having conversations, really getting the most out of somebody, a guest, like that lights me up in some real way. And so the first reflection isn't anything from any particular episode, but it's more so just this idea of like, Go and follow the thing that you can't not do or that you keep coming back to. Maybe it's a sign you should just keep doing it. And even if you take a break, to come back to it at some point. The second lesson is read more. I got this from David Senra, episode 290. David is the creator of the Founders Podcast and he is able to weave concepts and ideas into his stream of consciousness effortlessly. He's able to connect Steve Jobs and Edwin Land. And I was actually just listening to his podcast earlier today as well. And I was, I'm just always blown away by his depth of knowledge that is clearly just from him reading. And so because I listened to him so much and I heard him talk about the importance of reading and I know the importance of reading, but just something that I stopped doing for whatever reason, life got busy. And so one of my important lessons from him is to read more and particularly to read more biographies. So I picked up the biography of Edwin Land. I picked up Bloomberg's autobiography, which is great, Michael Bloomberg. And so Bloomberg by Bloomberg, I think it is. And so it's just a, a great way to get to know some of the people who have done it before. We often don't realize how much around us has been just created and has been ideas in someone's mind. And reading biographies make you realize like, oh, a Polaroid camera. There was, there was something where you couldn't take instant photography before. And then like when it happened, how did people react? And it wasn't that long ago. And so when you learn about the great inventors or the great people of the past, it, it really inspires you in a way that's really hard to comprehend. The third one is sometimes you just need 
to make one tweak to see massive growth. And my friend Zach Pagrab is the example that I'm using here because Zach's maybe was the most, the guest with the most appearances on the podcast. And I've seen what's happened in the past three weeks, three weeks or three months. In a very short amount of time, Zach has gone from 200,000 followers on Instagram to now, as I'm recording this, I believe he has over 600,000. And he's done it in a relatively short amount of time. And how he's done that is he's changed just the style of his post. It was once and it he built his Instagram following on the idea of just, just here's a, here's a quote from me and here's what I'm putting out there. And then these quotes that he's written have are now going to the point where he is animating them or he's having people animate them for him. And it's, it's tr- just tremendous. Like the amount of views and reach, it's all funneling back to him and tremendous opportunities are coming. And the point of that whole thing is that it was just one tweak that changed everything for him. And so if you can get comfortable, ask yourself, how can I just make one tweak to this thing that I'm doing? It's kind of working. It's kind of successful. And it's one thing that I'm really chewing on with this podcast. It's like, it's kind of working. It's it's good. I mean, we're just became a top 100 podcast in on Apple Podcasts in entrepreneurship category in the United States. Like it's pretty it's working pretty well, but like what is the what are the few small tweaks I can make that can take this to the next level? And Zach does that tremendously well. He's always asking, he's always tinkering, he's always thinking. And I recommend you think about that in your own strategy as well. The next one is from Sahil Bloom, episode 256, or Dalma Altan, which is try a challenge. Sahil recommends the 30 for 30 approach, which is 30 minutes per day for 30 days. Whenever you're trying to improve, if you can do 30 for 30, you can see tremendous results in a relatively short amount of time because that's 900 minutes of focused action towards something. Dolma does a great thing. Whenever she's trying to build something new, she just does She does 100 straight days of that thing. Right now, she's in the middle of a podcasting challenge, but she's done it before for fitness, and she did it before for TikTok. And so it's just a tremendous way to start thinking about how can I get better at the things that I want to get better this year a challenge is a great way, but two specific types of challenges, 30 for 30, 30 minutes for 30 days, and 100 straight days. The next one is from Dalma as well, from episode 259. And she mentioned this idea of becoming a skillful human. And I haven't stopped thinking about it since she mentioned it, because I think it's such an important idea and concept. And we often think about like, all right, how can I maybe get as rich as I want, or how can I get as as fit as I want? But we don't stop to think about like, what does it mean to skillfully become a human being? What type of person do you admire and what type of people are skillful from your eyes? And if you just stop and reflect on that question, if you ask yourself that often, it's like, is that person acting with skill as a human entirely? It kind of reframes the normal standards that we think about. And so I really just love that idea of becoming a skillful human. And I, I want 
to continue to think about what are the ways to become a skillful human. The sixth lesson is that dark periods are common. It's popped up again and again, and I interview people who are successful, people who have quote-unquote made it in certain arenas, whether that be social media or business or entertainment. And so what I realize is that dark periods, they happen to everyone. And the two that stand out are from Sebastian Georgiou, episode 255, and Iman Godzi, episode 258, and I believe 206. It was really remarkable to hear the similarity of their stories in how their childhoods shaped them to achieve massive financial success at relatively young ages. And you just realize the dark period was necessary in a way for that success. So if you're going through a dark period yourself right now, it's like, how do you understand and realize these people have made it? These people have have done things that are tremendous. How do you listen in this moment and be like, it will get better. I'm going through something right now that's not ideal. But if I commit certain actions, I will be able to be more in the next one. That, that was something that was important to point out, I felt. Next one is from the great Dylan and Henry, episode 279, and that is squatter marketing. Squatter marketing is this idea of working for your heroes for free. Basically, squat on their land, their land being their real estate, by creating things for your the people you want to work with and do it for free. Do it without obligation, do it without payment, and see what they say. And if they're blown away by it, you know you're onto something. If they're not blown away by it, you know that you can improve your service in some way. And so they did this to work with people like Naval, Will Smith, Hassan Minaj, and they are incredible at getting their videos seen by more people. And so I really think this idea of squatter marketing is something more people just need to consider or really think about in their own business or their own life. Eight is from Andrew Murnane, episode 260, and that is take a step to become more yourself online. And this comes from a story where Andrew basically was at a party and the people at the party, he, someone recognized him from his content online. But they were shocked that he was partying, that he was drinking. And they were like, I assumed you'd be a monk because he talks a lot about meditation and spirituality. He doesn't talk that much about meditation, but spirituality and oneness and very deep concepts, kind of almost above my pay grade. But because of the concepts that he talked about, he he didn't talk as much about who he actually was, what he was actually doing on the day-to-day. And it was in that moment when someone recognized him and was confused at why he was at the party, did he realize, oh, I actually need to show more of myself online. So if you're a content creator, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're someone who puts themselves out there online, ask yourself, how can I show more of myself? How can I 
maybe put things out there that people might be surprised by or would be confused about, but are actually me. And you don't have to do this. There, there's also some benefit to keeping some part of your life private. But I think for Andrew, it was important because it gave him more freedom to talk about the things that he wanted to talk about. And it, and it, the vulnerability of opening up of being, this is who I am. I'm drinking on a Friday, Saturday night. Like that was normal. And it, it made people who watched and consumed his content I'm sure because I felt this way, more connected to him because of his transparency. The next one is from Corey Allen, and that's the ninth lesson we've got so far. And it's, we can play victim and hero at the same time. And when Corey said this on episode 291, I, my brain stopped working. I was like, this is insane. This is such a fascinating concept that I never have thought about before. This idea of like, we take certain actions when we want to improve, and at the same time as us taking them, we're also sometimes arguing with ourselves about not getting the result we want. For example, let's say you do one of those 100-day challenges. And it's day, and the 100-day challenge you're doing is like, I'm going to run for 100 days in a row. Let's say it's day 19. And you are not as fast as you would like. And you're like, well, what do you mean I'm not as fast as I want to be? Like, I've been running for 19 days. I'm the hero. I'm doing it. And this dual nature that we have, this ability to be the hero, but that actually does it, and also the victim who complains that we're not getting the result we want fast enough, is just like, it was an aha moment because it pointed out or potentially pointed out the places in my own life where I was doing that myself. So I... I just love that concept. We can play victim and hero at the same time. It's not mutually exclusive. The 10th one is from Cody Sanchez, episode 263. And that is a concept that I've kind of put into practice myself for a long time. Just And that is no meetings before noon. And the reason for this personally is that I find I'm not sharp until at least noon. And so if I can schedule my podcast for afternoon, some people are, their meetings, their sharpest mentally from 8 a.m. to noon. Me personally, it's noon to, it could be like midnight or one, just when my brain starts functioning and firing at the highest level. Right now, as I'm recording this, it's 6 p.m. at night, which you might be able to tell if you're watching the video version, but on YouTube, that is. But it's just, it's just a, a helpful way to give yourself the morning, to give yourself a win, to do the things that you want to do, to take care of your ducks in the morning so that you can attack in the afternoon. That's Cody Sanchez, episode 263. The 11th lesson from 2022 is big restaurant energy from Sam Parr, episode 243. When you walk into a place, whether that be a bookstore, uh, a restaurant, literally a restaurant, or a, or anywhere you go, ask yourself, how can I do this with more energy? How can I come in here acting as if I'm the owner? And if you do, if you pretended in your mind that you were the owner of that place, how would that impact what you're doing and how, how you're saying the things we say with the tone? Like, would you get better service? Would you, And I, I think just this idea of like, 
becoming friends with everyone, just being at peace with yourself enough to say what's really on your mind. Sam is really good at putting himself out there in that way of just saying whatever's on his mind. And maybe he takes that to an extreme sometimes, but can you tone it back for yourself and go to a level where you feel comfortable in yourself, you feel comfortable saying anything that comes to mind because you know it's coming from a good place and do you feel at peace with yourself? I think if you can nail all three of those, because like this came about because Sam noticed that restaurant owners, when they come to your table, their energy is just exuding confidence and charisma. And the reason why is because they know their food is good and they appreciate being there and they're just trying to pass along some good vibes. So if you can instill that in your life in some way, I think you can find tremendous benefit. The next is from Corey Allen again, episode 291. And that is the importance of finding the buzz. What is the buzz? The buzz is the thing that you get high from doing. And hopefully this thing that you get high from doing is actually fueling some growth in some capacity. But it's like for some people it's writing. For some people it's podcasting in my case. For some people it is playing sports. Find the place in your life where you just get so much joy from the activity itself. If you can do that, you are unstoppable to such a high extreme. And it's because the buzz lets you create more and do more because you're just, you love that, how that activity makes you feel. I love when I can talk to someone and that they can learn something new about themselves from our conversation. That gives me such a high, that gives me such a buzz that's, it's, it's hard to put into words, but the buzz is a great way for me to frame that emotion or that feeling. Next is from Zach Pagrab, episode 261, and that is the three tests to find the buzz, or as he would like to say, your obsession. The three tests to find if you're obsessed with something is the P test. What do you do where you're so focused, where you forget to pee? The midnight test. What do you do past midnight? Or the food test. When do you just forget to eat entirely? If you can figure out that thing for you, like the world opens up in such a tremendous way because it doesn't feel like work. Like people ask me all the time, how long does this thing take that you do on the podcast? How long does the research take? Or how long does the the notes take? Or how long does do the interviews themselves take? Like how long does the whole process? I have no idea. And of course, I could estimate and I have in the past. I've been like, all right, well, this took me this amount. Of, but the point is, in the moment, I'm so lost in it. And I'm so full of energy and excitement. And it's not, listen, not every moment is amazing and you're over the moon. But it's just like, so much of it is that it shouldn't be understated. And when you find that, I hope everyone finds the buzz in some respect and or your obsession in some some way. Because it just leads you to feel at one with everything. The 14th, and this is something I've known from time and time again, keeps coming up from 2021 and 2020, is your reflections on the thing can be tremendously wrong with time. What I mean by this is from my perspective, episodes 262 with Joshua Becker and 266 with Joe Foster, when I recorded them, they were not what I thought 
were good episodes. I went back, I rewatched them, I re-listened to them, to post them after three months. And I said to myself, oh, wow, I really learned something from this episode. Oh, wow, this was really good. I, I didn't realize it went in this direction. Oh, this is interesting. But I also remember after doing it, how just poor I felt the performance was on my part. Not that they were boring or I just was like, I didn't enjoy what I did. And so this just reminds me how often we do this, how often we do things in life and then immediately after we place a judgment on that thing. And then some short time period after, maybe three months, a year, we look back at that thing and we say, oh, that actually wasn't so bad. And so I think it's worth asking yourself, you know, where are you being too critical of yourself? How are you not giving yourself the ability to just do it and almost forget about it? Like, because I've got the three posts a week schedule right now, I don't have enough time to say, this was a bad episode or, nah, I should have done it like this. I just have to go. And so sometimes doing more is actually helpful because you're thinking less. And when you're thinking less, your ability to improve happens quicker. Because if I was saying to myself, which I did at some points in 2022, if I can post once a week if I want, I can post none, I can post two, I can post three, whatever. I found that for me personally, posting three is the best outcome to not only give you the best product, listening experience, but also to help me improve as well. And so I found that the three a week works really well. And the reason why it works well is because I'm just going and my own opinions about the thing can be so wrong. 15th lesson from 2022 is hanging around the right people is so important and it's so essential to ask yourself it constantly. Who am I with? Who am I spending time with online? Who am I spending time with in my physical reality? And it's like, are they, are those people meeting the standards of the person you want to be? And if you say, no, you don't have to leave immediately, but you just have to make a plan to leave or make a plan to find a different reality my life, and this ties in with the 16th, moving to Austin has been essential. In the past month, I've gotten so much joy. I've gotten so much connection, friendship with the people I want to be like and the people who, who inspire me. And it's all over in different realms, fitness, business, um, writing, mindfulness. For me, it's all here in Austin, Texas. And seeing those people being connected with them, being able to go to a party with them, or being able to uh, just run into them at the gym. It creates this level of connection and this level of feeling like I'm on the right path because the, I am also part of that ecosystem. And so I just think it's so important. Find the people you want to be like or who inspire you and find a way to be with them. If it's entrepreneurship, maybe it's San Francisco or Austin or New York City. If it's if it's fitness alone, maybe it's San Diego, right? Like just constantly ask yourself, how can I go with the wave of 
the activity that I want to be the best at. It's like podcasting itself is a hub in Austin, Texas. Like podcasting in Austin are almost one at this point. So for all of those reasons, this city has been tremendous for my own growth and it's only been a month. And so I'm excited to see what more time under tension in this city is going to do for my own mental psyche, for my own growth as a person. And I'm just really looking forward to to seeing what's in store. But moving to Austin has been incredibly... There's too many people who have contributed to my positive mental state over the past month to talk about because I see them everywhere. And they're so kind and they're so giving and everyone's so open. So hang around the right people. For me, Austin is the right people. Did Went through 16 lessons. Now I want to go through a few wins from the past year. First win, got to point out, did over 100 episodes, published over 100 episodes, even though there were some moments where I posted one a week, even though there were some moments in the first two weeks of January, didn't post any episodes. And so the fact that I could still post over 100 episodes and... The second thing is getting back up when I fell down, right? In July, I only posted two episodes, but starting in October, there's been three episodes a week and there will continue to be three episodes a week going forward at least. And that getting up of when I fell down is so critical. And I, I just think it's, it's the key part that I'm having some success and traction right now at a deep level. And the reason for that deeply is because of getting back up when I fell. Third big win from 2022 is we transitioned to in-person interviews. Now, obviously, they're not all in-person and they always do come out better in-person, it seems like. But the transition to in-person was so magical because you could listen to my episode with Noah Kagan and you could realize in that moment, me, the world opening up, realizing how much deeper we were willing to get, how, how much more he was willing to trust me in that moment. And how that, that's just such an exciting thing to go from being on a screen virtually to like seeing how the question affects someone's energy and feeling that magical, magical thing. The fourth thing was connecting with people I really admire. People who, when I started the podcast, and this is continuing to this day, I started the podcast with the aim of one day talking to these people. People like Sam Parr or Anthony Pompliano or Sahil Bloom. I was trying to get these on, these people, I was trying to get them on from the beginning, from day one. And then for two years of work, for them to see like, oh, this guy's done over 200 episodes. Oh, maybe he's serious about this. Oh, he's willing to go to Miami to interview. Oh, he's willing to do this in person. Like it all, it, it was really magical thing connecting with so many of the people that I looked up to and it's still very magical. And, and it's part of the reason why I get such a buzz from this is like, I respect their writing. I respect their work. I respect podcasting. I respect the things that they have created. And because of that, it has allowed me to reach out to them with admiration and also just the understanding that I can provide value to them by asking them specific questions that could make them look at the world in a different way. So another big win from last year was launching the newsletter and now I'm launched a coaching program as well. I mean, 
this is just you can book a one-on-one coaching call if you want or sign up for the newsletter but just those going to the monetization aspect of it i built this podcast basically two years just throwing money at it and now it's just like all right if you gain have gained some value from these episodes or the conversations or anything i put out on twitter instagram or youtube now here's a, a paid service you can check out and so i'm really excited to start working with some people one-on-one and yeah check that out on my link tree or my link in bio on twitter or instagram if that's interesting to you another big win from the podcast was getting the sponsorship of my first million it was a it was an, a nice recognition from people that i really respect people that i would recommend and have recommend to friends before they sponsored me and being able to say look like i'm now sponsored by a podcast that i love like that's a that's an incredible feeling and the last big win from 2022 is the podcast is now top 100 in entrepreneurship. It's incredible. It's exciting. It's the idea that we are going to a place where I'm looking, it was 73 today, 73 in the United States. And it's like you look up on that list and there's a lot of people that I've interviewed. There's a lot of people who I respect and admire. And so we're, we're getting there. We're building the name. We're building the brand. We're building the podcast so that it gets to the point where hopefully it'll be in the top 10 or hopefully it'll it'll really connect with people at a deep level and just keep building and building on it because it's a nice validation to end the year that we're onto something special. Now let's get into the plans for 2023 got the lessons, we got the wins. Now, where are we taking and what are the actions we are taking to build this into a show that gains a million plays per month? Like that's that's the North Star. I see the external goal that I can't control. Love to get to a million plays per month. But how do I get there? I can't control the million plays per month, but I can control posting at least three episodes per week. That's the minimum. That's the bar. And so if we can start with that, that can lead to a lot of great outcomes. Posting three clips per day. I've done a very poor job at getting the clips into the hearts and minds. I'm not meeting people where they are as much as I should. I love conducting an hour plus length long interview, but not enough people know who I am to want to click on that. So I need to do a better job at repurposing content. And I get a message every day asking for someone from someone to start doing clips for me. And I just need to be way more intentional about posting three clips per day. And if I can post over a thousand clips in a year, a few of those are going to take a hold in people based on the the types of interviews I have because and the the thing is with at least three a day you don't know what's going to hit you don't know my friends Dylan and Henry think that they can create virality and they can but they can't for podcast clips and so from my perspective I just need to get more out there and it's not even about going viral it's a one about like reminding people that I exist it's two about getting these episodes into more hearts and minds. And three, it's like, just because it gets 
a, a clip gets a thousand views or a hundred views or three views, that's also potentially searchable in the future. And maybe the clip gets resurfaced, you know, three years from now. So I just need to get more content out, which sounds crazy based on how much I put out, but being consistent with three clips a day is really important. Along that same line of clips, I would like to tweet at least once every day in 2023. Twitter has been such a remarkable platform for me. It has really helped me. Like just in terms of learnings, in terms of connecting with people, like I meet all my best friends from Twitter. And so because of that, I want to double down on that platform because it's given me so much value and because I think the future is bright for it, but mainly because I've never actually taken it seriously. And if you've been following me for the past few weeks, you'll notice that I'm talking a lot about podcasting because podcasting has given me so much. So I would like to do, and I will put out one tweet per day, if not many more, but minimum one tweet a day. Fourth thing for my plans for 2023 is we are going to read at least 10 pages of a book every single day. And this is from David Senra. Uh, It's just, it's a small buy-in, it's a small ask from myself, but it's a gift that I need to give myself to be the person that I want to be. If I want to grow, if I want to learn, if I want to just become a better podcaster in person, I need to continue reading because every everything that I read, everything that I consume, everything I do finds a way into the podcast. And that's actually another important lesson that I learned. It's like, the things that I do outside the podcast just find its way into the podcast. So I better be pretty pretty correct in my actions that I'm taking. And one action that I can take is to read at least 10 pages of a book. And then my final plan for 2023 is to lift, do yoga, and run. I haven't figured out the, the breakdown of how many times each but just off the top of my head, I like to do two yoga sessions, um, four lifts, and at least three runs a week. But just the idea of like constantly being in motion and constantly working on flexibility and cardiovascular health and strength and just those three in particular, lifting, yoga, and running, to me, at this stage of my life, give me almost peak performance and ultimate athlete perspective. Because if you can touch your toes and you're, you're strong and you run. And so I want to focus on those three going into 2023. I have been for the past month. It's been incredible. Just slowly adding each one into the, the mix. And I highly recommend people, if they so much as they can, do and follow some similar protocol or one that works for them. So those are the plans for 2023. We went over the wins and we went over the lessons. The last two I'll say, these are the external numbers that I can't control, but that would be cool to hit, is a million plays per episode on the pod, or a million plays per episode on the podcast eventually, but a million plays per month on the podcast, 100,000 followers on Twitter, 100,000 followers on Instagram, and 100,000 YouTube subscribers. If I get to that place, these are things that I can't control. Another thing that I would like to add to 2023 is also putting out one longer form clip 
every day. And what I mean by that is like an eight to 12 minute on YouTube. So something is going out every day for my channel. I think that will will really help because people don't want to watch hour plus videos from people they don't know, but they will give it an eight to 12 minute look. And so I think that could be a key piece of it. But a million plays per month on the podcast, that's YouTube video views plus podcast plays, 100,000 on Twitter, 100,000 on Instagram, 100,000 on on YouTube. And the reason for that is because I want this show to grow. I want the to be able to bring on more people who inspire me. I want to continue to help people become the best versions of themselves or to document entrepreneurial stories in interesting ways. Like I am so excited by this and this project, this podcast is one of the few things in my life where two and a half years into it, I am more excited about it than I was when I started. And so just looking like a bright future. I'm really excited. I'm really grateful for you listening or watching. And if you got any value from this, please hit the subscribe button wherever you're watching, whether that be YouTube, Spotify, and I will see you in 2023 with hopefully better video equipment. Have a great one.